here we are with another episode of the Chris and Daryl Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, it's a little better. It's already episode three. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. We've been uh, talking for days and... And sleeping for hours. Sleeping for hours. It's snowing outside. Yeah. Dumping. I think we might get a foot. We could get a foot it. within two days, yeah. Yep. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to dive right into the uh, local happenings that are coming up here. Um, every Tuesday night at the Tilted Tiki is a great open mic. Uh, bring your instrument and expect to have some fun. It's $2 on a bunch of items off the menu. And uh, Wednesday nights out at the Wild Badger in New Richmond is a really fun jam. The uh, community kind of comes out and there's drums and a couple guitars. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. Sometimes there's a horn section. On Thursday nights down at the Liftbridge Brewery. Liftbridge Brewery. Yeah, that's some good beer. Hop Dish and Farm Girl. And they come out with some craft beers. We're going to have uh, one of those guys, maybe Mr. Brad, on the show at some point. But every Thursday, there's some great music going on down there. I get together with a couple guys, and we take turns passing the microphone around and making faces at the audience. And <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Friday, February 8th, we have Cassandra Cole down at the Lions Tavern. And if you haven't heard of Cassandra Cole, go check her out. She is absolutely awesome. Great songwriter. Uh, beautiful person. Like, her heart is made of gold. Go check her out. Listen to her lyrics. And on the same night out in New Richmond, Wisconsin, is the infamous Nikki Pepper uh, at the Muddy Cantina. Muddy Cantina. Cantina. It's the <laughs> And it's where Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Do you know what Wisconsin stands for? Um cheese? No. Uh Packers. Wisconsin. Uh a bunch of wusses, cons, and sinners. Mm. Yeah. That's why there's a bunch of Lutherans. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, Anyway, <laughs> we'll so, edit that out. Yeah, no, we won't. <laughs> so yeah, go go check out Nikki Pepper. I know uh, uh, the Sunday following the eighth. Um, I guess that would be the tenth of February. Uh, she has a show out there at the Amory Theater, which is a really cool venue. Ten dollars at the door. Half of the proceeds goes to the Amory Art Alliance. Which is a great, great thing. February 9th, we have the Acoustic Cocktail at Flat Earth Brewing in St. Paul at 6.30. There's a food truck involved. Great beer. It's the old, what, Shell's Building? Is it the Shell's Building? Ham's Building? No, it's not Shell's because she oh. didn't. Pre- it was pretty much a crappy beer. And <laughs> I'm seriously, it was Ham's, like maybe? super cheap. Pig's Eye. Pig's eye beer, yeah. <laughs> Is it in Saint? Yeah, it's in Saint Paul. Yeah, it's in Saint Paul. It's probably the old Grain Belt. No, no, not the old Grain Belt. Flat Earth Brewing. Google it. <laughs> it's on your Googles, man. Um, and then next Saturday, uh, on the uh, 
9th of February is the Tim Sigler Band at the Wild Badger out in New Richmond at 9.30. Awesome country artist. There's going to be some boot stomping. I may show up with my cowboy boots and, you know, my gloves and my my hat. And my wig. And my wig? <laughs> I ain't wearing a wig, man. <laughs> no. I only, only wear a wig when I come visit you. Cricket, cricket, cricket. <laughs> <laughs> On February 20th, you have the Half Moon Rising Songwriter Showcase at 6.30 at Ziggy's. And that's put on by Laurel Hay. And she's an awesome musician from Wisconsin. She's in a band with her her man, Ben. And they're called the Pickled Beats. Nice. Yeah. I like Pickled Beats, actually. <laughs> Pickled Beats, they're great. And uh, he's a walleye fisherman. All right. So here coming up, we're going to go out walleye fishing with him. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. He sends me pictures of... You know, him and his son holding 20-plus-inch walleye. I will not disclose the location. I promise. On a lake near you. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of what's coming up here. And uh, I guess maybe I should mention on Fridays, across the river, at the next stop, we don't tell anybody. But from 3 to 6, there's some uh, Fireball Friday going on. Ooh. That Fireball is Friday. Fireball Friday. It's finally Friday. And uh, just pop in there and let Miss Jamie know you're with the band. Is Fireball a fad of the 2010 plus era? Because when we're out ice fishing and stuff like that, or even like, uh, in, no, and actually it's probably not a fad because my stepdad, who's 25 years older than me, we're out snowmobiling on the trails in negative 10 degrees and we stopped to take a break and he busts out a little, little bottle of fireball. I'm like, what's this fireball stuff? Am I just completely out of the loop? Because then the other day we were ice fishing one of the ice fishermen busted out a bottle of fireball. Everybody's taking pulls off the fireball bottle. Well, I think cause I drink fireball and it kind of reminds me of like a, like Banaka. Like I'm like, well, yeah, it's cinnamon, though. It's cinnamon banaca, dude. What? Well, you were the guy buying it. cinnamon banaca. What's funny is that's you, how you got you, the one girl, the or the one. two. Dude, I used to, <laughs> I used to MC hammer dance. I can, I can, I can do it. Could you do the moonwalk? Not properly until I learned. I was doing it wrong for years. I was doing like toe up, sliding it back, and then I realized like, no, you toe up and you plant that toe and you. Slide the flat foot back, and you switch. Yeah. <laughs> so you looked real good for a few years there. Anyway. <laughs> sliding past that. Slide, sliding. Um, it's funny you say that. It's a younger generation because my mom at the next stop, a couple next stops ago, she was introduced to Fireball. <laughs> I'm kind of getting worried. <laughs> She, she, you know, yeah. she's like half a glass of wine kind of lady, but I think she might've had two fireballs. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> That'll happen to the best of us. We, we got to give it to our folks, yeah. you know, I don't know about fireball. Though. Fireball is for cold days is what I've realized. 
because I have not seen it busted out in any situation besides like a super cold day. Yeah. Any alcohol will warm you up. Fireball. Fireball. Will heat you up. <laughs> heat you up. <laughs> I don't know. It'll hit you right in your squirrel. It's a red squirrel there, so we're going to move on. <laughs> are you going to do your poem? <laughs> I already figured Actually, so yeah, I'm going to do my poem. So last week, last week, I was uh, driving around, and I'm trying to think about, okay, what am I going to talk about? Like, what do I want to say? And I had to pull over, and I, I wrote this little thing down, and it's basically... Leave the world better than you found it, even if it means going out of your way to do it. From beer cans to coffee sleeves, plastic bags, our rubbish leaves. A trace of us, these selfish beings. Let's for a moment breathe and think, what about tomorrow? What do we leave? Better than the way we found it. Peace. So I was just kind of thinking about, I'd be driving and... A uh, guy f- flung a cigarette out of his car, and I, I saw the spark. And it was at night, and thinking like, God, man, that I wonder how many of those end up in the ocean. Really, because well, everything flows downstream. That's true. I was gonna say <laughs> you had to throw that in there. I was gonna say, well, we are in Minnesota, so not a ton of stuff on our roads ends up in the ocean, <laughs> because we're about as far away from the ocean as you can possibly get. Right. But, but I know what you're saying. I yes. Yeah. yeah. But seriously, if you, I want you know, if you put a thousand rubber ducks at the top at the headwaters of the Saint Croix, they've done this. How many end up in the Gulf of Mexico? Well, did you hear about the container ship? That I'm imagining that's where you got that. No. Saying okay, well, a container ship full of rubber ducks did sink, and. During the sinking, it broke open and, uh, like, I don't know, 20,000 or 30,000 little rubber duckies floated out. And they tried. How did they know only that many? Well, they knew they knew that the container ship went down and it was carrying X amount of rubber duckies in a. And they recovered the. No. Well, no. They broke open and floated out. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Okay. So, long story short, <clears throat> yeah, you're. I don't know exactly how many there were, but. The container broke open and there was a ton of them. They got released. Twenty four thousand rubber duckies. Yeah, in the ocean. Yes, and they they started plotting them where they were being found. They found them in the Arctic Circle. They found them like all over the entire planet. So just one ship going down, spewing stuff that doesn't d- disintegrate or whatever, and it's just going to keep floating there forever. They float around the whole Earth. So after months and months and months and even years. These rubber duckies are being found on all points of the planet. So that, they just use that as an example, like, hey. So that cigarette butt that you flick out your window could maybe make it to the ocean. It might not. But if you're on the river and you throw it in the St. Croix, it definitely has a good chance of making it down there. You just threw it on a highway that goes one way. Right to the... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I was watching some documentaries on Netflix the other night. I was bored and I like watching about real stuff and I watched one about mushrooms which is super interesting and I think we should talk about that at some yes, point I saw the same one and actually the other one was talking about all of the plastic 
and waste that's in the Pacific Ocean. Just this huge mat that's like suffocating and it's just, it's three times the size of Texas or I mean it's something like that. Don't yawn. <laughs> it's it's huge. And and it sits here in conglomerates because because of the chances, yeah, chances are at the bottom of that point, maybe that's the hole that's sucking the ocean down and spitting it up somewhere else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because like, why else would it gather? Well, yeah, it's the currents. But but you know how a toilet works. There's only a current. <laughs> if there's something, yeah. I don't know. I'm just. It's a theory. Maybe there's like that's the weak point in our te- te- tectonic plates. Because that's around the Ring of Fire, basically, mm-hmm. is where that plastic's hanging out, and it's really just like an eddy. It, yeah, it's an eddy. Yeah, it's a huge eddy. Huge eddy. That's what it is. Yeah, I hope they can clean that. But I like to think that it's just like some vortex. Maybe it's like a small black hole, <laughs> a wormhole, <laughs> a wormhole <laughs> to before Adam and Eve. Yeah, but unfortunately, the wormhole ain't sucking in any of the crap. It's keeping it all here with us. Would you have eaten the apple, or was there an apple? Oh, that's a slippery slope, brother. <laughs> I mean, I get hungry. I, anyway, so. <laughs> so so back to trash. Um, one of the things that really bothers me is how much garbage there is in what I buy. So if I buy something, you know, I go and shop at Whole Foods or something. I end up with all this trash and it's a lot of it's plastic. It's like, what if we could figure out how to change that packaging? I know everything we buy packaging, packaging, packaging. It's disgusting. Half of it. We don't even know how to open. Half of it. We don't care about. We're mad that it's even packaged. Blister packs, dude. What's that? Out with those things you can't open. Yeah. There's no way to open them. They're they're yeah. sealed. Like uh, like if you buy a little Swiss Army knife or something, it's yeah, in like a blister the, pack. Like the salamis. Well, no, that's easier. But the one the one you buy like uh, uh your dongle switch in or whatever, some type of yep. electronic. Those it's pl- like thick plastic. Yes, and you can't. Yep. There's no way to open it. You have to use a knife to cut it yep. open. Then you cut yourself opening it up. What guy needs their head examined who invented that? There's nothing good about it. There's nothing good for the consumer, and there's nothing good for, for the, the environment. environment at all. Enough with that stuff. Maybe it was to prevent people from stealing it? Well, I think it probably was, yeah, because you can't fit it in your pocket anymore. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I that it. is why yeah. I think that they did a lot of that packaging, but now it's become just ridiculous. It well, is. What else would you package a little SD card in? Poke a hole in it and put a string through it and hang it on a hook. That's what. Yeah. Yes. And if somebody steals it, that's their problem, not yours. Yes, as a company, yes, theft is a problem, but you know the people stealing stuff, they got to live with that. Yeah, that's a that's a bigger burden, I think, than a corporation that's making billions of dollars, and you know, not that many people steal stuff. Yeah, there are people that steal stuff, yes, but they're most but that must humans be are pretty honest. Otherwise, why else would you put it in a huge packet? It reminds me of a t- 
Tylenol I took in Venezuela. I had a headache. I'm like, hey, I need a Tylenol. Host brother runs down to the store and brings me a pack that's like huge with one little tab Tylenol. That's a whole other story. Think of the cost difference. It's a whole other story. A Tylenol costs nothing to make. It's fractions of one penny. And then they're putting it in a package that probably costs four pennies. Or yeah, who knows? Right? The yeah. whole thing is completely whack right now. It's 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 super whack and and I I saw I think it might have been on Netflix um repackaging using fungus. Yes. Right? Yeah. When I say repackaging, I mean like changing our way of packaging as a, you know, from cardboard and plastic to actually using organic material like fungus. I think that's a great idea. It is. And the, just to go off topic topic for just one split second here, that is an entrepreneur. The guy that started that company that is going off on a limb. That's, that's yeah. stepping outside of the boundaries to touch on the whole entrepreneur thing we talked about last week, but I think of starting a company like that. I'm going to make packaging out of fungus. People are like, what kind of fungus? <laughs> uh, can we eat it? <laughs> Actually, most of them are going to say nothing because they're not going to market their product as they're going to market it to the companies that use it. You know, right. so we won't even know, but ingenious. Yeah. And that's what we need. We need more of that and a lot more of that. Well, you got that kid uh, came up with a way to sweep the oceans. Yeah, with his collect trash, trash blaster two thousand. Super cool. Yeah, that was a machine that he'd float on the ocean that would harvest plastic bottles and yeah, um, trash. I mean, you think about it; it all starts in the river, and the whole reason I even started talking about this is because. Every time I go out on the kayak, I see a bunch of bullshit on the side of the riverbank. Mm-hmm. You know, you're hoping it's not going to be glass, you know, and you step on it and bust open your foot. But Which happens every year. Yeah, it's plastic and aluminum and plastic bags. I swear, plastic bags are the bane of our existence. That plastic bag model needs... Uh, change the whole packaging industry needs to revamp they need to sidestep not even pivot they just need to sidestep and change it because it's a problem i have a family of five and i am the guy that takes out the trash every week and i am disgusted by how much trash i throw away every week and I'm thinking, I'm just one person. Poopy diapers. Well, not just poopy diapers. You that's can just one. That. Yeah, I mean that's just one thing. I'm talking like the packaging. The you know, there's a lot of it's cardboard and cardboard packaging and stuff like that. But man, it's out of control. And these landfills, I'd like to you know go visit one sometime and just take a look at it because the amount of trash I personally throw away. They must have a landfill just designated for me. I'm serious, man. Yeah. Like it's it's that out of control. And you think about how many people are living here. All that stuff is going somewhere. 
you know, you dig a big hole in the earth and you dump it in there. I don't think there's a big environmental problem with that. It needs to happen, but we don't need to be dumping all this plastic and stuff that's really, you know, never going to go anywhere. Yeah. We could be doing something else with it to create energy or I don't know. We should talk to Elon Musk and have him just be like, Hey, let's send some blimps to the sun. Or why doesn't he use his like, rockets? To- uses rockets to take trash up. Yeah. And then like, let's just propel it to the sun. To, yeah. But then we'll cause like solar system solar warming. Flares. <laughs> <laughs> and all of our I know, eaten, man. It just like <laughs> I don't think it would be an issue unless we start maybe sending other stuff, but like <laughs> flammable <laughs> liquids, convicts, <laughs> convicts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Send us back some data right before you hit that real hot spot. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of days ago, you're like, hey, Chris, we got to prank my buddy. And uh, Mr. Jones, we're going to bleep out his first name. But <laughs> we'll definitely tell you his last name. <laughs> Mr. Jones. <laughs> Mr. Jones. And a dear old friend. It's it. it the story is kind of funny because... Uh, in the middle of the call or right at the beginning of the call, he realizes, and I realized that I gave him my number a couple of years ago. He had my name, my phone number and my email. I didn't realize this when I dialed his number anyway. So we give uh, Mr. Jones a call and uh, this is what transpired. Hello, Zach. Hello. Yeah. Mr. Hey. Jo- Mr. Jones? What's going on, man? Oh, not much. I'm just looking for a piece of property. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to get me something that I could uh set up my small business on that's kind of close to the neighborhood. Uh Yeah. Yeah, it's doing like an ice cream self service and uh and then I'm going to do family portraits and and uh kids daycare and i was wondering i heard i heard you used to you know how to sell or buy houses and stuff and i'm just looking yeah yeah well uh first of all who am i talking to this is victor victor okay you know it's so weird victor uh on my caller id you came up as somebody i know but but somebody that i never talked with named chris so that's why I answered the phone with Chris. Oh, um, maybe you maybe you've got his old number. Well, yeah, I must have. I got me a Walmart track phone. <laughs> okay. It's it's it ain't one of them smart ones. Sure. But yeah, and it'd be nice to be in a subdivision backed up against field because I like to do a little hunting, and I got a couple of uh, deer blinds that I want to put up, and I won't be able to shoot. I'm just I'm gonna take some notes on what you tell me then, okay? So uh, you'd like some land. You're a hunter. Uh, you said you'd like a property that you could use for business purposes. Portrait photography, did you say? Uh, yeah, like family portraits, and I, I it, and it's kind of a combined business. I got I got this ice cream truck. It's a self delivery. And then it goes into uh, photography and uh, kind of like a, a daycare. 
that my wife runs. All right. What is self-delivery? What, is, what do you mean by that? Ice cream truck, uh, self-delivery. Oh, we just, we just let the kids hop on in and jump on in the back and pick out their own ice cream. Oh, okay. And it's like, kind of right. like an honor system. Oh, right on. Okay. Um, where are you located and where would you like to, to be? Well, we've been, we've been driving up the last couple of weeks and we've been located at the way stops along 35 there through Iowa and Missouri. And we've been doing pretty good. Okay. So we got a, we got a down payment. I think we got about $2,000 and we'd like to find, find something. We was thinking about maybe squatting somewhere. Because I think if you squat long enough, you end up with the property. Yeah, I don't know too much about that. Um, so you might be on your own if you're if you're you know trying to get that done or you know figuring that out. But let's see here. You said between Iowa and Missouri. <clears throat> Where are you coming from? We're coming from uh, Mount Home, Arkansas, down there in the Mozarks, and uh, really, yeah, and we we actually we got tanks. We got, we're bringing some animals. We got um, I got a, a ferret farm, and we got some a roosters. Farm, a ferret farm, and we got roosters. Oh, yep, and we got about 15, okay. 15 baby crocod alligators actually, but we For call real? them crocodiles. And so, yep, it's part of our petting zoo. We, right. we go to the state fairs. Yeah. And that's one of the big reasons that we won't come up here is because the state fair here. The state fair, sure. And oh, you got a lot of little businesses going. Definitely. And we take them alligators and raise them nice and big, and then we can we yeah. can sell them to the vendor. And, and I know in the state fair, there's a vendor that serves alligator meat. So we're going to be diving yeah, into that is. business, too. Yeah. Now are these you call them crocodiles, Jeff? Are they crocodiles or alligators? No, no, we call them crocodiles, but they're actually alligators. Okay. All right. Um. So you'd be looking, um, maybe. Do you do you think do you think a, do you think maybe that. Maybe you have like a, a know of a vacant house, or if you got something, then, I mean, we could come in and take care of the place and make sure that it gets swept and the cobwebs get taken out of there, and and uh, get our our business just cooking, and then we find something. I get what you're saying. I don't have any any properties that I can think of right now that would work for that. But yeah, I hear you. How did you How did you get my number? Uh, I, get, I, I think it must have been on the internet's when uh, the, I got an email at the, my my Google's, and he's through the hey. it, through Edina uh, Realty. It's yeah, like a mailer. Okay, cool. but we can get what? you on our mailer too. We've got pamphlets. Please, yeah, I'd, be, I'd really love to see more about what you got going on um and one, one, one of the thing, things too uh, is that is that can i take down your your email address and your phone number just to make sure i got the best 
Yeah. Best ones. Yep. It's picture Alaska at me.com. And, uh, Picture Alaska we, at me.com. Yeah, that's it. And and uh, you know we don't. One of the big reasons we moving besides starting this alligator tail business is we gonna uh, we done cleared out the squirrel population down there in Mountain Home. And uh, our friends up there they say that there's a lot of squirrels and you got different varieties. And so we're gonna make little uh, baby boots out of them for dogs because your dogs when they walk outside you need to put them in something. And so we're gonna make them out of squirrels. So, um, yeah, what I'll do is if maybe I can send you a, I'll send you a text message and, um, it's to, uh, like a radio show that they do on the internets and we're on them and you can hear about us. So, so I'll send that yeah, over that to you. And if, and if you want to send me some information, uh, you could email it to me. And I'll have Betsy Lou check check on one of her. I think she's got a like a computer or something that that she gets her emails through. So you can do that. That'd be I'd be much appreciated. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, thank you, Mister Jones, and and hopefully we'll be in touch. All right. Thanks a lot, Victor. And then that's the best place to get a hold of you. Yeah, you can call me here. That's fine. Or you could j- just shoot me an email, and I'll send you. Uh, she wants me to send this link off, so I'm gonna send you a link, and then you can kind of get a scope of who we are and what we do, and kind of our credentials. That sounds good. I look forward to it. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Today, our episode is brought to you by the Tilted Tiki. And Mr. Chris G, all the way up here from uh, the south end of town. How you doing, sir? Not too bad. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming out. Um, I, before, I just got to introduce him. He's a great guy, a great business owner, super involved in the community, uh, very involved in bringing Stillwater together. He's always cross-promoting shows at other venues and just trying to create a buzz in Stillwater. And uh, the Tilted Tiki is in the Grand Garage on Main Street next to the fancy cooking store. And yes. uh, they have a great menu, and I don't know, it's been great knowing yeah. you. Thanks. Yeah. You too. Thanks for opening <laughs> up this place in Stillwater and being such a proponent of live music. You have a lot of live music. Yes, we do. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. People, uh, I don't think people realize how much live music and entertainment there is in downtown Stillwater, so we need to get the word out. A lot of great local talent. And actually, the Tiki was where I met Daryl. Uh, him and his beautiful wife were out there one night and got him up, and he played some cajon with me. And, yeah, then we began, I don't know, recording music and fishing and spending time on the river. But uh, back to the Tiki, what what are you into these days? Bingo? And- we got all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, we do, we do Coach Purse Bingo, first and uh, third uh, Monday of every month, which is uh, pretty fun. So 
the uh, ladies and guys like to come out and, you know, play bingo for some purses. So it kind of brings the boring Monday of a winter night to, to alive down to Tiki. And we, uh, we actually started, uh, this will be our third uh, comedy night. The first Wednesday of every month we're doing a comedy night down there. So uh, this Wednesday, tomorrow will be our, our third uh, one. That's been a, a hit so far. So And plus, you know, we do live music. You know, Chris runs the open mic on Tuesdays, and we do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We do a lot of live music. You can find out who's playing on our Facebook page. So the Tilted Tiki. So um, check that out. Do you have plans for Valentine's Day? We do, yeah. We're doing a, a $59 couple's dinner, and you, know, you get your choices of a lot of things, um, a couple cocktails included of our specialty cocktails. Uh, Kurt Jorgensen and Brianna Tagg are playing from 6 to 9, so it's going to be a good night. That will be a good night. They're a great, great act. Yeah, they're very talented. Tell us how you are involved with the Chamber of Commerce these days. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we're trying to. Uh, winter is kind of slow down downtown Main Street, uh, so we're working with the chamber and Discover Stillwater. They've come up with a program now. It's called Local Love Thursdays. They're trying to entice locals to come back down, rediscover what's going on in Stillwater or downtown Stillwater because there's so much going on than there used to be, you know. And and so the local shops are staying open later on Thursdays. Uh, there's a lot of live music going on as well. So just kind of reintroduce reintroduce the. Uh, the locals to what's going on, which is it's a good thing. It's a lot of fun stuff going on down there. When it comes to bands um, booking and stuff and playing all, all your events, and you have five days a week or six days a week live music, yeah. How how are they? How are they? Fi- like, say we find a new band or a new band's interested in playing in Stillwater. How do they contact the Tilted Tiki to be able to even? Do they have to submit demos? Do they have to talk to you directly? How do you get new bands in there? Yeah, they, they talk to me. You can email me at info at thetiltedtiki.com and, and uh, send me your links and, and information and things like that. We'll take a look at it. But, yeah, that, I, there's so many people interested in playing in downtown Stillwater. It's it's like a mini Memphis or Nashville down here. I mean, we have 12-plus locations uh, with live music. That's incredible, all within walking distance. So it's it, it's just an awesome uh, area to uh, to to go listen to music, and, and they're all different times. You can hit a couple different, you know, two or three bands in one night if you wanted to, or get there's a couple new hotels down there, stay for a weekend, and make a make a trip out of it. Yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. Like a couple years ago, I was considering opening up a coffee shop in Stillwater, and the uh, the previous restaurant. Um, had moved out and I'm in there looking at, you know, how I I would sustain a coffee shop there. And Chris walks in and Chris had a little shop up the, up the way there and he had these palm trees in it. I'm scratching my head thinking, is this guy going to sell palm trees in Stillwater? Like how is that going to (laughs) happen? What he was doing, he was staging the Tilted Tiki. And I think it's beautiful. Like we met, we met one day in there, you know, like we shook hands and, that's how I met you. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's, cool. it's obviously a successful restaurant and bar. What what made you jump out and want to do a tropical 
version of a bar in a place like Stillwater, Minnesota, <laughs> yeah. where it's half the year there's <laughs> snow on the ground. I, yeah, that's crazy. And it, you know, when we first opened up, people said, "What, what the heck?" But uh, it's always been kind of a family joke that I don't open up a tiki bar someday because of our travels to Florida and Hawaii and stuff like that. Um, okay. We kind of just fell in love with the Polynesian culture, and and we had a tiki bar in our back deck in Woodbury, and I have a cabin up uh, near Balsam Lake, Wisconsin. One day I was looking at this little boathouse, which by the water, which didn't have a boat in it anymore. It really didn't have anything in it. I'm going, yeah, tiki bar. So we cut a hole in the side, threw some thatch and bamboo all over it, and it was the hit of the lake, you know. So for years and years, we've always been tiki-fied. So. Yeah. And then, I don't know, this this location just it really fell into our lap, and and, um, and I, I was joking around with the leasing guy down at the Grand Garage building saying, hey, I should open up a tiki bar in there. And he, he says, you should. We laughed about it. And it wasn't really a serious thought in my mind until I sat there for going for a couple of days going, when is this location ever going to, you know, something like this ever going to pop into my lap again? So I called up the wife. I said, what do you think? And she goes, yeah, what are you, stupid? We don't know anything about running a restaurant. But, you know, we talked about it and we decided to go for it. So it's been a lot of fun meet so many great people. The, the customers are awesome. The, the local Stillwater people are incredible. And, you know, we, a lot of tourists in the summertime too, but they all love the environment and the drinks and the music. And so, you know, people like that stuff. I love it how involved you are in the business. It makes a huge difference. You've built a great team around you. It's always great to see Patty out yeah. and the family. Your family comes out. I mean, what we were on the news a couple months ago or six months ago and what we started at nine and yeah remember yeah. channel i think channel four or? it was the jason's show from channel nine was out there at nine yeah. in the morning doing something and we filled the place up with family and friends to make it look like we had you know a full bar at nine in the morning oh, but and that, uh, it was that, a blast I, yeah i played later i think we had open mic that night so i stayed the entire time and we just played yeah. music all day it was, <laughs> it was actually pretty fun well thanks yeah. for Thanks for everything, Chris. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. And, no uh, problem. Yeah, thank you. Again, uh, every Tuesday is a great open mic put on by Third Wheel Project. I can't be there every Tuesday, but somebody from Third Wheel Project is. I try to be there as much as I can. Um, $2 tacos, $2 rail drinks. Oh, and two sliders, Buck Tuesday. Yeah, two Buck you, Tuesday. It's, come out and listen to music and eat and drink for cheap. You know, it's, it's fun. Well, you know, why not get out on a Tuesday? Yes. Don't sit at home on your couch. Come on out. Go someplace in downtown Stillwater, even if it's not the Tiki. Just, there's so yeah. many great places. Make your there. rounds. So. And Wednesdays, Grant Walker, the artist from last week, um, yeah. he, he plays music every Wednesday, even uh, during the comedy night. So he's... Yes, yep. There's things happening at the Tiki during the middle of the week. All the time. Every week. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. So Let's appreciate you size. guys getting the word out about downtown Stillwater and all the live music and... And uh, Discover Stillwater is going to be putting out a, a, a link on their uh, page. So discoverstillwater.com slash uh, live music. So that should be up and running soon, too. If so if, if your guests want to go out and see what's playing where or who has live music. So just come on down. Go someplace. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. I wrote a jingle for you. I'll have to email it to you. Cool. I wrote a little jingle for you. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you, bro. All right. We'll see you again. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. You bet. Yeah. All right. Bob and Glenda. Good morning. You guys are so cute. <laughs> Bob and Glenda and Nemec from the band Why Worry and the Fret Band. And uh, you guys are super awesome. We've been friends for, I don't know, five years now. And, and uh, I love you guys. 
so much. Well, we love you too, Chris. You guys are like high school sweethearts gone right. Right? <laughs> I mean, how long have you all been playing music together? Oh, not that long. Um, we, uh, you know, I, we've both been playing since we were kids. And um, Glenda, you know, playing flute and piano, and I grew up playing the accordion, and then I got into a rock and roll band playing bass because rock and roll was cooler than polkas. And um, But I was a bass player, so you know, I didn't get any girls. But... Um, uh, and then I played, you know, I, I saw Pete Seeger in a concert and traded the bass in for a 12-string guitar. I started playing Coffee Houses, and I remember playing Alice's Restaurant, you know, I mean, playing the song Alice's Restaurant <laughs> in a coffee house. But, but um, and I played in a jug band um, uh, where back in that, in those days, I could sing the high harmony and, and all. And, and Glenda, you know, when she got out of high school, she really didn't play. Um, any, any, any more. Um, and, uh, so did you know her in high school? No, 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 no. We, we met, uh, actually when we were both out of college. Were oh, you in so the same high school though? No, no. no. I was oh. from Alabama and I'm from Northwest Indiana. Gotcha. And, so um, it was college you met? No, no, no. It was after that. <laughs> oh man, I'm jumping yeah. to we, conclusions. We're here. older than you think we are. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> sparkle in your eyes. Well, so tell us about, you're going to play a song for us tonight, kind of a slower paced love song. Maybe you, can you tell us about the song you're going to play? Yeah. Well, the, the name of it is Under the Stars. Bob is the songwriter of the operation here. Okay. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm probably biased, but I get to be. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a really pretty song. Um, we had someone one time, I think we must have been at an open mic or what have you, and we did that song, and and uh, someone came up to us after asking about that song. Who, who wrote that? And and so we said, of course, well, Bob wrote it. And they said, wow, I thought it might be Willie Nelson or somebody. <laughs> I, yeah. That's well, a pretty good compliment. Yeah, so, yeah it is. It, and, you know, it's really interesting because I'm not a prolific songwriter. I've written maybe about 20, 22 songs. And I wish I had knew, like some of the people, you know, they just go home and they write songs. And I've I just never been able to do it that way. And sometimes it's a story. Sometimes it's it, it, more often than not, it's the music. I have this melody in my head. And then I kind of figure out what, what, what's, the, what's the story that goes with this melody. And so with Under the Stars, um, I had just uh, had a, a, a pickup put into my Martin D28. And I was I was sitting around playing it through an amp, and I thought, oh, that sounds pretty cool. You know, I just started messing around with the, and uh, came up with the, sort of the melody of it, and uh, thought, wow, I think that's a cowboy song, you know, and I, and then it, and I thought back to, um, I was in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I don't know if you've ever been to, to Albuquerque, there's a, the old town, you know, the old village of Albuquerque, and, you know, it's a lot of ways to part people and their money, but it's a cool, you know, all this adobe and all that, and I was in one of those shops ready to give them some of my money, and um, and there was this picture on the wall. It's like a print of a cowboy uh, out on the cattle drive sleeping in his saddle. Okay. And I thought, huh, this has got to be a story there, right? I mean, what's the deal with it? And so, so you know, it's a cowboy, you know, who can't seem to get it together. He's always screwing things up, you know. Had this girlfriend, and he screwed that up, and now he's out there, you know, sleeping in his saddle. And, um, and he's just got his dog. 
he didn't even have a dog, this guy. I mean, that's how rough it was on this guy. You know, he's, he's seriously just, alone. Yeah, he's okay. seriously alone, just out there. And 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 that was and that's how that song you know came to be. Do you have so, a website? Real quick? Oh yeah, right. Well, we do. It's uh, www.whyworrymusic.com. Okay. And and that'll take you to the Facebook page and you know um, lists all the events that we have going on and. Uh, there are some, you know, maybe four or five songs that we put up put up there, and one one video of the whole like the fret band playing. We were playing at Liftbridge. We got that up uh, up there, and uh, um, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll check you out. We look forward to listening to your music. You bet. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having us. And thanks everybody for tuning in to the Chris and Daryl podcast. To take back all the mean things I've said and done Change all the times I was wrong And times I hurt you Born kind of wild Hot-tempered and likely to fight I can't keep a friend And I ain't got a home now I'm back on the trail With the dust and my loneliness Can't say where I'm bound Think I'm destined to roam Every star in the sky Only reminds me of you I think of the things I ought to do I come back to you So I'll keep traveling this dark Lonely path I'm on Remembering happier Times Remembering you trust happiness like everything nice I broke me and you now I'm running from ghosts and into the wilderness I'm 
man alone in the world, a man without you. Every star in the sky only reminds me of you. I think of the things I ought to do, but that I'll never do. Under the stars, riding low in my saddle tonight. Remembering happier times, remembering you A man alone